Dan, on a scale of there is nothing I'd rather do than listen to you record a podcast thought right now to if I have to listen to you record something right now, I'm going to blow either my brains out or your brains out. Where do you fall right now? Um, I fall at a 27. Shysta. So it's right, right in the middle. <laughs> right in the middle. Okay. I, Dan and I are currently driving in western Colorado. I don't know. I'm trying to look for a, a mile marker. I'm what are you doing? I'm going to picture with your camera so you can... Yes, do so it. you can pair it with... Uh, oh my gosh. Take a, take a picture of me. Uh, I'm looking for a mile marker right now. Uh, but I'm pretty sure... I'm pretty sure we are about 50 miles, I want to say, from the western border of Colorado. And it's really interesting right now. That fact is interesting right now because earlier today, Dan and I, what are you, are you, are you Sorry, putting your... You forgot you're, you're recording. No, you can rec- I don't care if you roll down the window. It's sticking the camera out the window that, I'm, that freaks me out. Go of it. Uh... <laughs> This rule, this drive, by the way, Dan, rules. I'm so pumped that we end up doing this. Uh, For those of you that have not been following along with the Let's Cheers stuff that I've been posting on Instagram, uh, I just posted today, Dan and I were leaving Denver and we've got a show tonight in Boise, Idaho. And uh, we had two options of driving. The first option is just crush it, get the drive out of the way and take a highway uh, that both of us have been on before and just get it over with as fast as possible, maybe like a 12 hour drive, or uh, we take our time, split it up, go the scenic route, uh, take an interstate that neither of us had been on before, and uh, maybe split up into two days. I have no idea where we're gonna stay tonight. Uh, But thanks to Instagram, the voting that happened on the stories there, we're taking the scenic route. That's right. I have no idea how much longer. Okay, Dan, here's the, I I wanna talk about this. I wanna share a thought. Uh, and I want to get your opinion on something if you're down sharing it because I wonder if it fits in, into this theory somehow of mine. Uh, but I want to talk about what, it, holy crap. Dude, it is like every turn we make is just another just gorgeous scenery. Right now we, we've gotten through the Rockies and now it's, it almost feels like you, were, you mentioned this is what Montana looks like. Just prairie lands. This is, this is what Utah looks like. This is Utah. We're getting the Utah territory. Just red rocks and canyons. Yes. It's more flat. Uh, Okay. I want to talk about chickens, dirty laundry, and emotional development. So, (laughs) which is a normal, normal, uh, normal few things that you you talk about in conversation. So here's here's my thought. Uh, Have you ever? Have you ever been in this conversation, this specific conversation where Michael Jackson gets brought up and somehow everybody, you just get on, you get on a roll talking about how weird Michael Jackson is, right? Okay. I feel like we've all been in like a Michael Jackson conversation or talking about someone who was a child star. Maybe it's even uh, Justin Bieber's a pretty easy target uh, to talk about someone who is... uh, just doing, going crazy almost. 
Okay. Like going through their wild period that you can't imagine how they're just acting so immature or you just can't imagine how Michael Jackson is as crazy as he is or I mean oh my gosh is this a fire that we're I driving I think there? there's a little wildfire next to the highway right like, now. <laughs> I hope it's controlled. Weird. I don't know what that is. Like a dust storm maybe? It might just be a dust storm. Dude, that's weird. It's coming right from a specific... It might be Dude, a fire. you know what that is? That's a train. No way! Are you kidding me? Oh, that was so cool. That was the back of a train. It's just a freaking Harry Potter-style train. Yeah, it was like through you. out smoke all over the place. Okay, that's Sorry, amazing. No, where, I, Whoever's listening, this must be... <laughs> what this. the hell are they talking about? Well, you turn this thing on after I had... Had a piece of candy I found in Colorado. <laughs> you just, what have I told you about picking up candy off the floor <laughs> in Colorado? It's Don't a eat it unless I share it. You're playing Russian roulette with your mind <laughs> when you start doing that. Uh, so, my thought is this I, for some reason, had this really uh, in the conversations about a uh, child, either actor or musicians, someone that found success really early, uh, at a really early age, I've always found this empathy of feeling bad about making fun of that, in that I've always felt that I don't want to give, I don't want to give someone a free pass and say that, you know, it's just the things that have happened to you in life, it's out of your control, because at a certain age, shit's under, shit's in your hands, no matter yeah. what's happening at a certain age in life, you gotta own it. Yeah. You gotta own it. But at the same time, I can't help but think about all the... Holy crap, just... Every turn. One, one more turn. Every turn. Is and we're just looking at... This could be a freaking postcard yeah. to anywhere. Uh, Outrageous. But I've always... Anyway, so I've, I've always had this empathy towards uh, people that have found success at an early age. And I've never been able to understand... Almost like sympathy. It's like gone into like feeling bad for them. Um... And I've never really figured out why until the pa a couple years ago I came up with a theory. We were having a conversation with Tony Luca the other night and this came up and I just figured I'd share it. My, my theory is this. When at whatever age someone, ha someone stops having to do normal life things that we like mundane life shit that we all take for granted or view as just the necessary evils of life like doing things like doing laundry or having to rent your own apartment or live have or live with a roommate uh you know balance your own checkbook for via online now but yes. you know be able to manage your own finances yes managing your finances that 100% goes into it uh you're on even even like being on the road like we are right now, having to do your own laundry. Uh, if if lawn if we run out of laundry on this trip already, we've been gone for like together. We've been on the road for six days. We've already done laundry. Uh, we have to figure it out. We got to find a spot. We don't have a tour manager or a personal assistant who's just completely babying us. That says, "Oh, just give me your dirty laundry. What do you need? You need food? I'll go take care of it." Um, and I feel like that. The desire for something like that is pretty natural. Like that'd be anybody would say that. That'd be so badass if I could have someone take care of my laundry or a tour manager just take care of everything while you're on the road. But what happens is I'm convinced that all those 
little mundane things like having to do your own laundry uh, or take care, just take care of things for yourself or like you said, uh, balance your own checkbook. All those things are what turns you into a balanced adult. And so for someone like, uh, say, uh, like a child actor or a child star or child musician or someone like Michael Jackson who found uh, success crazy early at, at an age, uh, everything was taken care of him. And I'm convinced that tour happened. I've noticed this on big tours too. Say you jump on a major tour, whatever emotional age you are when you jump on that tour and things are taken care of for you nonstop, you are frozen at that age. So if you go out, I've known, I've known so many musicians that have jumped on mega acts and that happened when they were 15, 16. However many years you are touring doing that, you are frozen at a certain emotional age. Are you talking about people at like a, a really high level? Or are you I, I think about it specifically like banning it like we're doing it. I think no, I think at a higher level where things are taking care of you for a certain amount. I feel like this level we're in a van, we're driving ourselves. Uh, you're having to, you're having to take care of stuff, get your own, figure out your own food, all these things. Yeah. You still are progressing. It's you're doing life, right? Right. Uh, but it's the second things uh, are taken care of for you, and yeah. you don't have to do it. And I'm interested in, you had, you had talked about the slope of someone's career, like the trajectory yeah. and the backward slope and something about hunting chickens. And oh, I, yeah. I don't know if you're able to or willing well, or want to. those things really have anything to do with the emotional um, development or like the emotional age uh, that people get stuck like in. Like someone's maturity. Though both of those things were on a different topic. Yes, but I wonder but, if it's connected. Okay, maybe it's we can not. Find a way to connect it. Here's, I don't know. I'll tell you what I was talking about. <laughs> All right, give me your story. You, maybe you can find. Yeah. You can, maybe you can connect the dots. Yeah. Um, two things. One was I was having a conversation with my friend Jamie Kent. We were talking about the arc of people's success, but we're talking about peaks and valleys specifically. And uh, some artists or bands can peak more than once. You know, like you can. Yeah, I yeah. am. You can have a it, it can ebb and flow and go up and down and that's not a bad thing, um, but what Jamie was saying was if you've got the arc of your climb to your peak is the same as the arc of your decline from your peak. That's so, so good. So if it takes you ten years to peak, you, chances are you're going to have a, another sustainable ten years before you're needing to either be done or start start climbing again you know and um but if you are one of those like overnight successes kind of you, a song just kind of went viral and your climb to your peak happens within a year or two uh and that's also most likely going to be the arc of your decline you're going to be forgotten in about two years and uh yes oh dude that's really good and so it's just one of those kind of things. So that's what we were talking about. Uh, and I brought that up with uh, the conversation with Tony Luca when we were talking about careers and songwriting yeah. and things. Um, but the other thing that we had talked about was hunting chickens. Because Tony and I are both songwriters and uh, we both have had, you know, have 
publishing companies we've that we pitch our songs through and it's this thing we chase after all the time and uh, I was having a conversation with a gentleman by the name of Chris Galbuda who uh, I, I got to know a little bit when we played the same festival down in Florida a couple of years ago Chris has had several um, several of his songs go to very big places including a song he wrote with Caitlin Smith and Megan Trainer yeah. called I'm gonna love you like I'm gonna lose you oh Caitlin Smith did that? I think Caitlin Smith oh, was cool. on that and then Chris Galbuda was on that Megan Trainer, and I'm not sure who else was in the room but I'm pretty sure sh- I'm, I'm, I know it was those folks but I don't know who I've, if anybody else was yeah. there um, but Chris was in that room and he's just one of those cats who's just got a million songs and uh, I asked him like what does it take to write a song that goes to number one and his response was you're hunting chickens and I said what he said you're hunting chickens he said everybody wants to go out there and slay the bear and feed the whole village but the truth is every song is a chicken and what you got to do is you got to dial yourself in by hunting it you got to go every day you got to feed your soul write a song every day it doesn't have to be a good song it doesn't have to be the best song it just has to be a song and start hunting chickens feed your soul feed that muscle for the day and uh, oh, yes oh, and then so you're gonna get oh, really yeah. dialed in you're gonna yeah, get yeah. really good at hunting chickens yeah and then one day a bear is gonna come along and you're gonna be so dialed in that you're not gonna miss it yes and so we were talking about that what I love that analogy and that, I mean, that was a conversation I had with a gentleman three, four years ago, and it still stuck with me today. And uh, I think about that all the time when I'm writing. Dude, hell yeah. Okay, this is sweet. So uh, you're saying that literally goosebumps, by the way. I have goosebumps on my arms. It's so good. <laughs> because, uh, okay, so that and that is standalone in itself in songwriting, and I feel like that could be applied to any industry or creative field. Absolutely. To me, what connects that thought with mine yeah, and what brought these two to mind is uh, gratitude for, for things that we consider small or the grind in life. Like, and putting value on the things that we would overlook. Like, like, this, like, like you're saying, hunting chickens. It's easy to, I, I know it's easy to it would be easy as an artist to look at the small, the quote, small songs or the, the chicken version of the songs, like you're saying, yep. and think, well, these are fine, but it's, uh, but it's not the big thing. When the big thing happens, then I'll be really pumped about it. Like, that's the really valuable thing in life. But really, the, value, the most valuable thing is all those times you've written songs. Maybe someone will never hear them. Uh, maybe you'll never track it. But those are the things that, like, like to me, is... To me, it comes down to a question of like, what really is the goal of all this? Like, is the goal just to uh, focus on the destination, that like big hit or the success, or kind of like we're doing right now, the success of this tour for us, where we're driving all across America, is that we've been embracing the journey and seeing the value in the goal is not Utah tomorrow. That we have a destination, but really we're appreciating this drive and the scenery right here in the moment, and not wishing it away. Oh, uh, yeah. You know what I mean? Well, can you imagine it? Because if all we cared about was getting to the next venue, 
and not not the journey in between. Oh my god! Because once yeah. once you're in there, once the lights are off and you're on that stage, you could be anywhere. It doesn't yeah, matter. That totally. stage is pretty much the same everywhere you go, and and it doesn't matter what city you're in. The lights are off, the doors are shut, and you're singing the same song you sang last night. And for me, I just yeah, like that's cool. Every every show is going to be different, and you got to stay on your toes. Every audience is going to respond differently, and you still have to put on your do your thing and do what you love and do what you're there to do. But can you imagine if? All we cared about was showing up to the venue and getting set up and sound checking and then eating dinner and then playing the show and then packing up and finding a place to crash and then doing it again the next day. It, yeah. That sounds miserable. Yeah. I want and to look at the scenic route. I mean, we're right now we're talking and there's just red rocks and and huge bluffs and all these big ridges out of the bay, at the, like the foothills of the Rockies here. And man, that's what this is what I was excited about. Totally. Oh man, 100% too. And it's, we even said, it's, we've mentioned before at the beginning, like the first day you and I were driving together, I remember uh, you had said, oh man, one day, like one day this thing, this project will be, we'll be doing this in a tour bus. And we were, we were just, ex- the excitement of that, just in the sense of it's easier, you get to sleep. Uh, during these drives and you wake up and you're already there you get to be in the city more it is an easier thing uh, but if you l- if someone were to just count down the days till they till whatever project they're working on is at a specific level you doing those tours is the ultimate just you feel like groundhog's day sometimes you like wake up and same thing you go in the venue you're in the same place it all kind of looks the same but what differentiates the cities is actually at least for me on this trip is getting to see the transition between it like going into a gas station and having like having a really quick conversation with somebody and you're getting to see like cultural shifts and changes throughout these states and i feel like we we'd totally be missing out on that if a bus was driving in the middle of the night and we were sleeping through all these roads. And it, I think it gives me empathy just uh, for the other people all, all across the United States too because there are some areas that we've been through that I've thought, man, if I grew up here, I'd have voted that way too. I would have, I would have, I would have believed this or believed that as well because you can just see from the outside as an outsider going in how some of these places are so different than the major the cities and you do, oh, yeah. and you can't you can you yeah, almost like really well said, yeah. you almost have to look at it and just i mean it's easy for um, somebody like myself to to go to a place that's completely different than anything i've ever lived in or understood and think that for some reason I'm better off yeah. with my life that I've had than these people that grew up here and it's really it's really easy to think that and do that and be pious about it and and that's why you hear that kind of a language being talked about as the the, the coastal elite you know the people yeah, yeah. from the coasts you know snubbing their nose at the rest of the United States and some people would, um, would even call that real America and that kind of thing. But in the end, I, I think that 
if I had stayed home and not gone on this journey, I would have less empathy for those people and I would feel a bigger divide from them. But because I drove through and we stopped at the antique shop in this small little town in West Texas, oh, yeah. and because we saw the different people and the different gas stations and the, the different restaurants and how they all live and we see their we see homes from the highway or, or from these different side roads that they take us on. I, I have a little more empathy for them and I want to know their story more and I understand them more and I feel more unified with them than I would have if I had just stayed home and never seen them. Yes. That's how I feel. I'm really Dude. grateful for it. Man, I th- yeah, all of this to me comes down to uh, choosing to look at the things an example, the, dri- the the amount of driving we're doing. We put in m- multiple days worth of driving, full days. And whereas it'd be easy to look at that and be like, oh man, that's so much driving uh, from state to state. Instead of looking at something that could be viewed as a grind, you can look at the same thing and realize, oh, this could be the biggest value adder to the next two months of what we're doing. And is the sole reason I'm doing this Let's Cheers with the podcast. Uh, And that, to me, is the exact same mindset choice when it comes to the small things in life, like doing your freaking laundry or having to figure out how to pay the bills or... uh, if you like your car breaks down like I just shared on my last full-length interview I mean my car I had a shit situation my car broke down uh, in another state and we had I had to figure it out I remember I was on the phone with you Dan trying to figure out how what to what to do I had to call tow truck all this stuff like all the things all these small things that we would I prefer to skip over because they're uncomfortable and a pain in the ass all of those things are things that actually mature me and turn is the only way I can become uh, a, the mature adult that I want to become. You know, all those, uh, all the grind is what turns you into the, a mature artist with something actual of substance to say in your songs. I think right? if we're going to try to claim to be mature adults, then we've got to do this a lot more often. <laughs> 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 no, I'm just saying, it's the mindset. Uh, it's the mindset. It's like, I, I'm not, not wishing away the years, not wishing away the time. Uh, like, only focusing on that, that destination of whatever you would claim success. Uh, so, I'll leave you with this. Yeah. We're going to keep driving. We've got about nine more hours today. <laughs> we'll probably do about 20 more of these podcast episodes. But here's my... Uh, here's my curiosity benediction to leave you with today may you wherever you are at in life see the value in the mundane may you see that whatever grind or shit you are dealing with is actually the catalyst that could pull you towards your more complete and fuller sense of self and a more mature human of depth and responsibility and character and adventure, whatever the hell you want to say. Wherever you're at, may you see the value in the grind. And in the fire. Think about like a blacksmith. Yeah. I mean... Hell yes. Let's say you you need a sharp sword and a sharp dagger. The only way to get that is to go through the fire. And then let, let, let that completely make, make you completely malleable and then you got to choose what's your hammer going to be to sharpen your tools to do your thing 
doing your laundry, hitting the road, grinding it all out. Yeah, that's it, dude. So that's, that's our hammer. We're sharpening our tools. Yeah. Uh, okay, that's it. I'm turning this off. I do feel uncomfortable that we've been driving this whole time naked. Eh, I think it's I, fine. I feel uncomfortable about how you've been talking about how mature you are because you do your own laundry, but I've done your laundry twice now. <laughs> you have to. <laughs> you have to. The, oh, that's funny. Okay, yeah, you have. <laughs> Touche. Oh, so dumb. I love it. Okay, I'm out of here. <laughs> All right. Stay curious, everyone. <laughs>